Hello everyone, this is Namita from Namita Unlimited. Today I'm going to do a book reading session with all of you. The book is That's What She Said, Wise Words from Influential Women by Kimothy Joy. I was gifted this book by an influential woman in my life. And as she gave me this book, I am sure she believes I'm one as well. So we do lift each other up. And this book is super easy read. And it's one of those books that you open up at any page and you're going to get a nugget of wisdom no matter what. And the first time I opened this book up, as she gifted it to me, being my nature, um, I tried to just jump right in. And I did not necessarily read the preface or the first few pages of a book like one would expect someone to do. We have a running joke in our family. Um, my father, um, Anu, Papa, my dad, um, we have this running joke that uh, he starts a book uh, with a lot of fanfare. He sits down with a lot of style and then he starts reading the first few pages and very quickly we all get distracted into different things and the rest of the reading either doesn't happen or uh, happens in the privacy of our own time. So I think early on growing up, I decided I'm going to break the mold. I'm not going to start from the first page. Um, often um, my illustrious brother and I have um, either fast read a book or jumped to certain sections and just not conformed. So that's the story of me just randomly opening a page. And to my surprise, the page it opened up on was on this icon who I have looked up to for a long time, um, more in my younger days. And um, I was so surprised to see her page turn up. And this is Oprah Winfrey. So here's a statement she makes that is um, the highlight of her page here. Making a bold move is the only way to advance toward the grandest vision the universe has for you. Again, making a bold move is the only way to advance toward the grandest vision the universe has for you. And how true is that? I think we all know Oprah Winfrey, born in 1954. She's been called the world's most powerful woman. She's the greatest black philanthropist in American history and the queen of all media. She went from rags to riches and she started right in high school where she landed a radio job and she's never looked back. And with all the wealth she's amassed as one of the richest or I think the richest or the first African-American billionaire, um, she has done phenomenal things with her wealth. Um, and her focus has been education and her focus has been women as well. Uh, so some of those things that are passionate um, to me. But getting back to the statement, this 
without even knowing it this is the first time i read this quote from her uh, i guess i need to read a little bit more i'm sure she said it often and it must be a popular quote it's just that i've been so full of myself that i've not had the time to read different quotes and so this book is has come at the right time but i do believe that we need to take the boldest moves that we can at this point of time and i do use the same example with my kids as well i'm not sure if i've spoken about it in my previous podcasts that there are only two answers there is a yes or a no there's a success and then there is an opportunity to learn and change or try a different way the only way we would know is if we would try if we would ask and if we would do it and when we are doing it why not give it our best and boldest shot as opposed to a half hearted attempt um in my life i think um i'm not only just saying it um i do it uh, i speak up for myself um i make bold choices and i encourage my family to do the same as well um one fine day a couple of years ago we decided hey if we could be very anywhere in the united states where would we be we put a pin in different locations we picked a place and we just got up and left we had a great well settled life we had a home we had friends we had work we had school um we had all the amenities set up and we decided we are going to make the move and i don't think she was talking of physical move but um um it was a bold move nonetheless for us a physical one also uh, there have been other things where um it could be starting people's impact network the nonprofit that i have or encouraging my kids to start tug of words debate club it has to be a bold move and it has to be the boldest move that one could do to get the maximum success so great quote there let me move on to one more that caught my attention this one is by may jemison now i was not aware of may jemison she was born in 1956 and um her quote goes this way she says never limit yourself because of others limited imagination never limit others because of your own limited imagination i repeat never limit yourself because of others limited imagination never limit others because of your own limited imagination how beautiful is that another one that i love and live i always say i don't know what another person is capable of or limited by or feeling at a certain point of time even if they are able to verbalize it even if they are speaking to me we don't really know sometimes i don't even know what i am going to be the next day or the day after so why limit why judge i think it's a little bit of both right as soon as we judge someone we start adding our own prejudices and limitations to a person's growth similarly somebody else um, might be limited in their ability to believe what we can or cannot do but why would we allow something like that to happen or why would we do something like that to somebody else beautiful quote and if you 
don't know who may jemison is like me let me read for you um may jemison always knew she wanted to explore she went to stanford at the age of 16 can you believe that 16 uh to become a chemical engineer that's how old my oldest is yet and he is um really crazy about what's going to happen to his college career so he's not there yet and um, anyway so she then attended cornell university medical college and worked as a medical officer in the peace corps but she was always bothered by the fact that there were no female astronaut astronauts so she became an astronaut too in 1992 jemison became the first african american woman to travel in space her larger than life career and professional pursuits led her to be a strong education advocate for women and minorities in the sciences jemison recognized the untapped potential that could be unleashed if more women and minorities were given the opportunity to launch themselves to greater heights and how perfect is the use of the word launch so traveling in space launching her career um launching her dreams and becoming an astronaut you know we always have that quote we say oh that's not rocket science oh you don't have to be an astronaut for that right that's that's kind of like the pinnacle of what is something that is outwardly and to be able to go through it follow the dreams and get there is pretty inspiring okay so are we ready for the next one so here's the next one this is misty copeland again i was not aware of who misty copeland is but now i know she was born in 1982 which means she's a little younger than i am and misty copeland is a ballet dancer who broke the mold for ballerinas everywhere when she joined the american ballet theater abt so let me read you her quote and then we'll see why she's saying that so she says you can start late you can look different you can be uncertain and still succeed let me repeat you can start late you can look different you can be uncertain and you can still succeed this is the story of her life but if i were to open this quote up more generically i think basically what she's trying to say is you could be anybody and you could still succeed there is nothing that could limit us other than our own mental boundaries that we put for each other put put for each other and for ourselves so let me read a little bit about her um so though she did not begin to study ballet until the age of 13 which i think is a little old because i i see little girls learning ballet super young like 4 or 5 maybe i don't know um and when she attended her first class at the local boys and girls club copeland was considered a prodigy and became one of the youngest soloists ever to be accepted by the abt that's the american ballet theater she was also the only black female ballet dancer during her time with the dance company and the first in abt's history to be promoted to a principal dancer Now after her delayed onset of puberty at age 19 Copeland struggled with her new curves her body type no longer matched the idealized expectations of what a ballerina should look like and this took a toll on her body image and consequently her dancing 
With her friend's support, she began embracing her shapely figure and dancing with more confidence than ever, thus deconstructing the unrealistic, unhealthy ideals long held by the ballet industry. So that's what Mystic Copeland's story is about. So she started late. She looks different. She went through a period of uncertainty, but she was still able to succeed. I think some of the key things here I see in her story in, from this small passage is that through this period, she had a strong network of friends or at least a friend who could help her through this and continue to encourage her to find herself and to find her own definition of success. So this goes back to my personal belief that your support system, your friends, your network, your sisterhood is very important for success. Okay, let me flip a page. So again, folks, I am not going um, organically or following the pages as they are laid out in the book. I'm just jumping to different sections that I find most exciting to read to all of you. So this next one, I am sure you all know her. This is Mary Curie. So Mary Curie was born in 1867, long, long time ago, and she passed away in 1934. So the book says, where would the world be without the brilliant Mary Curie? The woman was an unending well of awesomeness. So Curie's work shook up the scientific establishment. She was a pioneer in the field of radiation research, discovering both radium and polonium, and she pushed back against gender discrimination every step of the way. So here's her quote that I found very impactful. She said, Nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Let me repeat Nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. This one is another one that catches me really deep in my core. Growing up, I always knew my friends would say, Oh, I'm scared of the dark. Oh, I'm scared of something. And I was scared of something else. And I always felt something was lacking in me because I didn't have a fear that I could share as this is something I'm afraid of. Lightning, thunder, dogs, darkness, strangers, public speaking, grades, your parents, or whatever, wild animals. All of these kind of fears that I didn't have. And I and when people spoke about what's your greatest fear, I didn't have it. And I felt really out of place for not having something to say. I was almost tempted to make up something that I could be fearful of so I could use that as my quick answer to these um, what were we calling them growing up I think we used to call them scrapbook no we used to call them I have to remember that name when um, we were in classrooms we would buy this book and it had all, it had a bunch of questions my favorite thing my most embarrassing moment my the thing I'm most fearful of blah 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 it was I think our version of Facebook and we would have a book full of pages and you'd go to all your friends and have them fill it out for you at the end of the school year, thinking that you're never going to meet them in your life. Anyway, I digress. Coming back to nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. I wish I knew Mary Curie said this 
when I was a little girl and I had come across this quote and I would have known that it is okay for me to not be fearful of anything. But the second part is really interesting. And I think about that uh, mostly in connection with conversations about God. There are certain, I don't know if it's religions or certain schools of thought that urge you to be fearful of this entity called God. And I don't understand why one should fear somebody, even if it's it's an energy or a person or whatever with power. I think we need to understand what power they hold and why they hold it and what should our interaction be with such a power given what our life purpose is. Now, I think this is getting too squirrely, but um, I do agree with Mary Curie that we should not fear anything and we should try to understand and we should try to see what's in it for us. Oftentimes they say, oh, that person is always looking at what's in it for her. She only cares about what's in it for her. Well, that's a great place to start. That is an awesome place to start. Well, can we go beyond that? Yes. Should everybody go beyond that? Maybe not. But should everybody know what's in it for them and take good care of themselves? So their needs and cares are taken care of? I think absolutely yes. So I don't know how I got to nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood to all of this emotional stuff. But um, as you all may know by now that I do tend to do that every so often. Okay, how many more pages should I do? Maybe I will do two more pages. Okay, so this one is by Grace Hopper. She was born in 1906 and she passed away in 1992. A brilliant mathematician and computer scientist, Grace Hopper joined the U.S. Naval Reserve in 1943. She had to get special permission to enlist, weighing in 15 pounds, shy of the Navy minimum. Oh my gosh, so she was weighing less than the Navy minimum. Oh, I can't even imagine that. Fortunately, they were interested in her brains, not her bra. So there's more about her, but let me read the quote. She said, probably the most dangerous phrase that anyone could use in the world today is that dreadful one. And the quote is, the phrase is, but we've always done it that way. Okay, let me repeat. She says, probably the most dangerous phrase that anyone could use in the world today is that dreadful one. But we've always done it that way. How often have you heard this? And how often have you heard people berating your use of that? I don't know how often you have, but I hear it all the time. So I've been working at the same place for 10 years now. And uh, there are others who work in the place where I do. And they've been there for 20 years, 30 years, 35 years even. So they have a lot of history and they've seen a lot of things happen. And when new things are presented to them, many of them would say 
why do you have to change this it works fine and that's the way we always did it and then there came a time when everybody was berating anybody else who would say that's the way we always did it and i started getting a little um annoyed by everybody getting on their high horse and berating people for it and there were moments when i was through something and i knew exactly what had happened and i said i've been here i've done this i know how this would pan out and let's do something different and they would be like don't hang on to your old ways this is a new day we can do it differently it's going to succeed don't be stuck to that's the way we always did it and then i realized that there is a nuance to it a person who says that's the way we always did it does not want to change something they want to continue doing exactly what they've been doing there is a variation to this that is often misunderstood where people use their learnings and their experience to not repeat something that has not been successful before and says let's do it a different way now and that is often i don't even know now how one could do that and and it's misconstrued as you're stuck to the old ways it is basically trying to be forewarned and try different things i don't know does that make sense what i said if anyone is listening i want you to um send me an audio message or you can send me an email at namitanayak@yahoo.com or send me a text message on my phone at 9899412537 so i can see if i'm alone in this or you have faced this thing as well the example here is let's say yesterday i made an omelet and when i left it on for 3 minutes uh it was cooked overcooked and became a little hard so today i tried it again because typically my recipe call for around 3 minutes i tried it again for 3 minutes and the omelet was hard again so the next time when i'm making an omelet and somebody says hey make an omelet and they say keep it on for 3 minutes and i tell them perhaps we should try a different way we probably want to either keep it for a shorter or put a lid on it because the 3 minute omelet seems to be a little hard and they're like oh stop being stuck on your old ways you don't have to be stuck on your old ways and say that's the way we always did it be adaptive to change and i'm like hmm wasn't i actually asking to change based on my experience so that's my conundrum so if you have faced something like this let me know so with that today i am going to stop reading the book that's what she said wise words from influential women by kimati joy so thank you kimati for bringing me joy with this book thank you my dear namesake namida for gifting me this book and thank you all for listening to my podcast the next time i come on I am hoping to talk about a social media experiment that I did and I found some amazing results so I'll probably be talking about that unless you reach out to me at namitanayak@yahoo.com or text me at 9899412537 or leave leave me an audio message on this podcast telling me what you want me to talk about 
even better, if you want to come on the podcast with me and have a conversation together, hit me up and we can have a good chat online because Anchor.fm allows me to invite guests as well. So looking forward to talking to you. Have a great day, evening, afternoon, whatever it is that you're doing as you listen to this podcast and have a good time. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye-bye. Until next time.